Hi, Rhonda. Hi, Alexis. Um, it's Happy Hour Lab. This is Happy Hour Lab. Hello, listeners. So, are we ready to enter the Twilight Castle? I may or may not have music to put in this. We can't. We don't have the rights. Yeah, I could find royalty theme music, but we could also go. Welcome to the Twilight Calzone. Look left, look right, now look straight ahead, that's where you're going. Hey, buddy. Imagine a world. <laughs> through a haze of fog, known as imagination, through time, known as space, and through a galaxy <laughs> made of dreams and fears. Oh. Yeah, next up, the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Two two trains. Next stop. Choo choo, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> um, so this yeah. week, yes, uh, Alexis and I watched season one, episode one, oh. very first episode of Twilight Zone. OG ever. Um, the release date was October second, nineteen fifty nine. And I would just like to state that this was 10 years before the moon landing, three years before JFK said that they wanted to make it happen. And I'll just read a brief episode description. Mike Ferris finds himself alone in the small town of Oakwood without recollection of his name where he is or who he is but you kind of don't know that he doesn't know that you're just kind of watching him be like mm-hmm. well in the first like two minutes he's it's like he's like i don't know who i am yeah i thought he was just being metaphorical no <laughs> he was like i don't know who i, I was I am. like i feel you dude <laughs> Um, Mike wanders through the town trying to find uh, any other person, uh, and the tension increases as Mike has a breakdown. So, uh, he starts getting paranoid, and he feels like he's being watched He doesn't throughout. handle it well. No. And then eventually we find out that he was being monitored in an isolated box and um, being monitored by a bunch of scientists. Which, by the way, they said it was like 400 hours, which uh-huh. he said was four trips to the moon this was uh all for a simulated trip to the moon the man was confined and the quote is the man was confined alone in the box for something in the neighborhood of 484 hours that's roughly equivalent to a trip to the moon several orbits and return i don't think that's math because you said it takes four days to get to the moon Oh, fuck. Yeah, that makes sense. I just outed myself. (laughs) That makes sense. So, they said two and a half weeks. Okay. And it takes four days, twice would be the round trip of eight days, and then several orbits would be... Okay. Um, Anyway, so it led a... The whole time he's he's thinking he's in a little small town, but it's really him having a mental breakdown in Mm. this little simulated box it's simulating a little spaceship of going to the moon so they're trying to test out to see if he would be mentally capable of spending that much time in solitude and so oh like the guy the dude 
who was the third party in the moon landing, who was in yeah. solitude. Yeah. So well, this too is, this would be him going just to orbit the moon. And the Not guy, the initial yeah. guy, Collins, he had other people with him uh-huh. yeah. on the and route there went, and then on the route back because there was a moon landing. But there were other people that went and orbited the moon solo. Just do it yourself. Yeah. Okay. So it's a lot of time spent alone. It's like that Mulan song. Let's get down to no, the one that's like, ah, something is lonesome as the dark side of the moon. That is that song. That is the let's get down to business. Well, it's just like fast forwarding. Oh, okay. <laughs> to defeat the Hans. We don't have to fast forward because I know all the lyrics. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> as mysterious yes. as the dark side of the moon. Bum, bum, bum. Swift as a raging river. <laughs> um, so, yeah. My favorite quote from the show, the episode, was in the beginning when he's, like, just getting his bearings and walks into the little empty cafe, and, you know, nobody's in the whole town, but he goes in the little cafe, and he's like, I got, I'm a customer, where is everybody, hey, that's pretty much the whole episode, it's like, anybody there, hey, I'm here, I need to talk to somebody, hello, who am I, that's 90% of this episode. (laughs) And then, uh, and he's in this little cafe, and he says, let me put it to you this way. I don't know who I am, but I have $2.85, and I'm hungry. And then he turns around, and he's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> and uh, he's, you know, he doesn't know he's not talking to anyone at this point. He's just in a cafe where he's like, where's the help around here? He's shouting to hope two fried eggs with hash browns. <laughs> he just goes around shouting his order. He's kind of a dick. You would be too, though, if you were all alone. I don't think so. I don't think I'd be... Also, before he says what Rhonda just said, he goes... He pulls out the money from his... To count... And he says it's American dollars. And he goes, well, I guess I'm American. I don't know who I am. And so I thought that was very, like, knowing the history of the Twilight Zone guy, that that was a very metaphorical thing of, like, capitalism. Like, I have money in my pocket, but I don't know who I am. Oh. (laughs) The guy made those episodes based on very metaphorical things that he was trying to sneak in. Conspiracy things, maybe. 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 Also, did you notice that in the beginning of this podcast episode, you talked about the Savoy? Uh Uh-huh. You remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, in this episode, near the end of the episode, it's nighttime, and he's wandering around town, and the theater lights up. The lights turn on. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the name of the theater was? Was it? It was the Savoy. Really? Yeah. What? Really? It was. Wow. I picked this episode because I just Googled Twilight Zone episode moon. (laughs) Yeah, it was the Savoy. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the moon exploding. Um. Wow, there's so many things came back around. At the beginning of this, I didn't feel like I was a conspiracy theorist. I forgot about my whole train part of my life, but um, <laughs> trains, train, another train. Hey, listen here, 
there, buddy. You don't know the first thing about Train. None of us do. That's why they don't want you. You're the know. like Clint Eastwood of Train cracks. Yeah. You uh, don't even know, man. I do think I do strongly believe in what might be considered a conspiracy theory of that time and space and reality are an illusion mm-hmm. and a construct. Yeah. But that's just because I've done a lot of drugs. Um. <laughs> well, the, okay, so this is a good point about, like, different types of conspiracies. There's, like, political ones, and those typically, political conspiracies, conspiracies I'm usually like, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I almost don't even put it into a, a conspiracy category, and maybe that's my my bias is that if it seems viable if it seems like typical then i don't i drop it out of the conspiracy theory what is pizzagate do you know i have a very rough understanding because that seems like one that i've heard and i don't know a thing about it it's essentially uh, i'm gonna butcher this I should probably just Google it, but my understanding is it has to do with, like, Hillary Clinton and that she's one of those people that's, like, one of, like, the leaders of the mass ring of... People say that she's, like, a leader of a mass ring of, like... Well, this goes deep. It's really deep. It's really deep. It's, like, her emails, pizza was code for stuff, and hot dog was code for stuff (laughs) in her emails. Conspiracy, no wonder people. And then it relates to like pedophilia and human trafficking. Oh, but sh- but there there's people who have like clearly been part of pedophilia and trafficking. Yeah, clearly, like so. That's the thing that gets me about conspiracies. As I'm like, there's some clear problems. Why don't we just focus on those? Yeah. First. Um, and then and then if we have time, we can totally get to these other ones. Okay. Absolutely. When, when Clinton's campaign manager's email was hacked and the messages were published on WikiLeaks, one of the emails was between the campaign manager and the owner of a DC pizzeria Comet Ping Pong. The messages discussed the pizza place owner hosting a possible fundraiser for Hillary Clinton. Users of the website 4chan began began speculating that the links between Comet Ping Pong and the Democratic Party (laughs) was with one particularly vile connection burbling to the surface. The Pizzeria is the headquarters of a child trafficking ring led by Clinton and her campaign manager. I mean, anything is possible, but... Not that. There's some really (laughs) obvious ones. Let's start with the obvious. It's called low-hanging fruit. Fruit? Alexis? (laughs) You want to talk to me about fruit? Oh, my God. I got a lot of questions about your whole... I didn't know anything about the low-hanging fruit. This is Alexis Fruitgate. (laughs) It really is Fruitgate. Yeah. I'm going to go open up that watermelon. It's going to be a listening device. (laughs) I feel like I'm busted. <laughs> Bust it. But you know what? I still don't love fruit. That's never going to change. That still remains to be seen. <laughs> we shall see. You know what? 
ahead. I'm going to watch you eat fruit, and I'm going to see your micro-expressions, <laughs> and I'm going to see whether you actually like it or not. You know what? Have you ever been around me and seen me eat fruit? No. Wait a second. Oh, no. You've been around me too many times. The likelihood of me having eaten uh-huh. any fruit is possible. Uh-huh. Uh, you ate a raspberry. <laughs> it, the year was 2011. <laughs> It was hot. I offered you a grape, and you said, sure. (laughs) She was asking for it. (laughs) Alexis literally asked for it. Um, Should we? I think that's really, we've covered everything. I I mean, unless we wanted to talk about the the Twilight Calzone, I, I was kind of curious, like, how you would react if you were aware that you were in a town that was abandoned. Um, there'd probably be more time between me and going completely insane. Like, <laughs> like the Kevin from Home Alone moment where you're like, I've got this town all to myself. Like when he went to the bakery and yeah. I was like, let's spend a little extra time here. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. It depends if it's a scenario where I'm trapped in a little simulation box. Like that's really what his, but he didn't know that. What do you mean? He didn't know he was in the simulator. Well, yes, he was. He, no, he, did he know. was. He knew it, too. But it, it's his own mind created the reality of the... He wasn't being given an artificial video of something. Mm-hmm. Nothing was being plugged into his brain. That was all his those, mind taking All those away. cords were just, just pet- monitoring his body. track of his like health. So he was in a little box, and, and then he went... He was there for two and a half weeks to simulate... And not having any communication with anyone outside. Okay. And so then, eventually, after two and a half weeks, his mind created this like delusion yeah. of like, oh, being in a town all alone. And so. Okay. Do you think you would? Do you think you might react that way in like a solitary confinement oh, situation? If it was a little box, a hundred percent. If I had a whole town. <laughs> I would, um, little box or solitary, any kind of solitary, like no lights, no sensory, no connection to people. Just like dark silence. I don't know. I mean, we don't know what we'll do, but I would think I would probably in theory, you know, in the hypothetical, we all picture ourselves being awesome. Oh, gallant and Yeah. And I'm like, I would be so fun with it. I would be fun. But then part of me is like, I'm also slightly insane and could talk to myself for a long time. I could have conversations with myself, but that would still get old after like a few days. Yeah. I would probably go completely insane and like <laughs> scratch my hair out. Um but that comes back to the thing that I was talking about. Like, so let's say you experience something that's gnarly at some point. When do you go like, okay, well, how am I going to live the rest of my life? But that's the thing with being in a little box. I wouldn't, I would be like, okay, so how am I going to get out of this little box? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I am. Um, how about you? And then you're like, I can't get out of the box. Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? It's I'm me. <laughs> I can speculate. I my first inclination that I was like I feel like I've spent a lot of time alone already. Mm-hmm. But alone and having freedom is different than the I box didn't thing. I have a lot of freedom. In some ways I was in a box. It wasn't a 5 foot by 5 foot box. You didn't have to pee in a tube, but it was I didn't yeah, I, I there was light. Yeah. And there was, like, belongings of mine. And birds chirping outside. and 
Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really, like, allowed to go out, and I could ride my bike. That was it. So a lot, of, a lot of times I would just be in my room, and so I kind of feel like I've gone to the imaginary place and... The empty town. I would imagine a better thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't imagine something but better. But he didn't have like music no. that he liked or like a anything visually to but like walk onto. They said they gave him stuff. They did. They're like, we can give him food and we can give him. But uh, I mean, like something like that you treasure, like a a shirt of someone that you love that you can like smell and hold onto, or or a favorite painting or something like that. A pair of underwear. <laughs> yeah, a pair of underwear. <laughs> this is your gift. From your pen pal. <laughs> yeah, from England. <laughs> this is from your pen pal. These are my knickers. They're his knickers. So, like, I hope you feel good about huh. this next two and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Um, I just imagined I would handle it in a totally different way. Well, it just seemed like a metaphor for life for me. Yeah. Like, I would probably go along with it and inside be feeling a ton of anxiety. Yep. But on the outside being like, it's cool. Look, there's a bakery here. <laughs> I would but also, how hard would it be to be in the little box and you know a bunch of people are outside watching you? That's the part that and I didn't understand is like he, the way he was, com- the way he was behaving was he wasn't like, hey guys, I'm in the box. Let me out. He was really believing that was his reality. And that's kind of the thing that we're all in is like, we believe at this moment, this is our reality. Yeah. So at that point, well, even in the, that reality though, he kept on being like, I just want to wake up from this dream. I'm just in a nightmare. I'm just in a dream. I'm just in a nightmare. And I just want to wake up. I just want to wake up. And this is going to end soon. I just want to wake up and I just want to be out of this. And so there's some part of him that knew this is like not real. I wonder if the creator was using it as like a metaphor about uh, what it's like to be a soldier, just knowing his background. Yeah. We talked about the last episode, like what it's like to be a soldier, what it's like to be in war is that you wish you could wake up, you wish you could get out and you can't. And, Maybe. and that's, that's what your mind is trying to work through. Yeah. And so <laughs> happy hour lab. Yeah. <laughs> To me, this was the first episode because I was like, oh, no wonder. They're like, we won't need something with the lowest production value. <laughs> we have one actor for 30 minutes and 10 actors for two minutes. Yeah. And there's an empty set in California already there. Yeah. So, like, we're good. Yeah. How totally. good are you, sir, at acting with yourself? <laughs> Do you like monologues? Yeah. You've got them. And then the House of Mirrors was kind of interesting when he ran into the... I, I, I think I read way too many metaphors into it. Way too many. Because he's... <laughs> uh, he just ran into... He was in the theater and ran into a mirror that was on a wall. But he thought it was a thoroughfare. He thought it was... He was just, like, having a mental breakdown and ran down the stairs and was just in a yeah. fit of, like, crazy. But that is kind of what losing it is. Is it's, like your brain trying to make sense of it and making all these metaphors and then just being like, no, it's just a broken mirror, bro. Yeah. 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 So, you know, good luck out there to everybody who's email us your favorite conspiracy (laughs) theory or your favorite twilight zone episode. Yes. Or, uh, maybe you have your own conspiracy theory. Maybe you have a conspiracy theory that only you think about or believe your own train. 
situation. I dare you to email us. Ope. The gauntlet has been thrown. Yeah. Are you going to do it? Throw it. Who? You. Is it you? You. Now, email. Go to your email. Open it. Ready? Open okay, it. Okay, log in. Compose. We'll wait. We'll wait. Now that you typed in your password, <laughs> press compose, the pencil. The pencil. Now, type in the recipient, happyhourlab808 at gmail.com. Yes, in the subject line, write tickled me pink, and then we'll know it's <laughs> because you're specifically <laughs> listening to this. I dare you. Dare you. And then in the body, you go and you write something that what you're feeling what what conspiracy theories come to mind and then you click this end <laughs> okay yeah yeah and then you can find us on instagram at happy hour lab and um mess yeah message us on there too that's fine it's yeah. a less dramatic than an email but we <laughs> prefer the drama I feel like people are plenty dramatic on social media. I think they can pull it off. Probably. <laughs> and let us know if you are going to make or have made the moonwalk cocktail. Oh, yes. Yeah. We would love to hear that. Because that was pretty fun. Yeah. It's Full pretty circle. good. Thank you. I feel like I'm walking on the moon. I feel really good. Let's I feel go like I'm orbiting. Let's go learn how to do the moonwalk. Okay. All right. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Close to me. Okay, you try to scream, but terror takes your voice before you make it. Wow, that's wrong. I don't know. It's good. Thank you for bringing us this amazing full circle story today. You're paralyzed. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, sister. This has been Happy Hour Lab. I'm Alexis. And I'm Rhonda. And we are out of here. <laughs> <laughs>